Hello, listeners, and welcome to a brand spanking new episode of EdgeGuard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. Uh, my name is Blake, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. Hello. Uh, today, Jordan is with me, has joined me here to talk about Starstruck Prologue, which is... A game on the fringe, if there ever was one. Yeah, you think so? I think we've played fringier games before. Okay, sure. It was uh, definitely weird. Certainly one of the most uh, off-the-beaten-path games I've played. You think so? Game. That's interesting. I mean, I think, uh, I think it has a lot of stuff going on. I think that is, is absolutely true. I think true that, narratively, that feels correct. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, I mean, I guess all of the individual mechanics it has have our, you know, versions of something I'm familiar with. Uh-huh. But the combination of all of them is certainly yeah, very unusual. Yeah, yeah, What's So before we get uh, too far ahead of ourselves, uh, this is a... God, how would you even let's let's see how let's see how the uh, Steam page describes it. How about oh, that? Oh yeah, I, I like it. It's uh, so Starstruck. Oh, by the way, we just played the prologue, which uh, is yeah, just it's the all the section of this game. It's all that's the, out right now. The full now. game hasn't been released yet. Um, it'll be released. It looks like said to be released next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what's out right now. Um, so we played the prologue, which is about an hour, hour and a half, depending on how fast you play of uh, the game. And the Steam page describes this game as a story rich genre defying role-playing rhythm adventure <laughs> i would say Which, that's uh, you know mostly accurate in, in so many words I don't, I don't i don't really know what about it is uh role-playing but uh i guess maybe that that's not in there uh, yeah. yet there well, wasn't really have any... yeah is there really any like stat progression yeah i don't think there's any really no. progression mechanic and you're not like, like rolling your own character anything yeah. although you are kind of rolling your own character in the the sort of frame story but uh before we before we get to that uh this is a game by uh create create Adelic, i'm gonna say is how you pronounce that um mm-hmm. it looks like it's their so. first game um there are a bunch of people in the credits i i started writing their names down and then there were like 40 so i don't really know <laughs> what to do with that information seems like yeah, a lot of people un- unlike most games we play in the podcast this is a an actual team you know it's not yeah. one to three people yeah uh, so for the full credits uh you'll you'll have to see the game credits or go to their um their twitter page or something but createdelic llc yep. is the is the studio yep they're the creators of this game uh but anyway with that uh i guess where do you where do you want to start should we talk about like a general gameplay overview i mean there's there's quite a few well, different i feel like uh it's not even possible to talk about this game unless you have just like a grasp of like the the frame of what's happening okay so basically you play as a per, a time traveler mm-hmm. who's been sent uh, into the past to prevent some disaster mm-hmm. uh that ends the world or something like that uh-huh. and you well you it's interface- implied it's implied that uh everyone had to go and live on a moon colony and you're coming from oh, the moon colony right, in the right, year yeah. in the year 30 xx you've you've been sent back in time uh, from the, the moon 20 xx uh, to 20 xx where subject a11 or whatever who is like a teenage also boy as edmund edwin edwin ah, come on man <laughs> uh which is like a teenage kid edwin so you sort of start out playing as as that that person and then stuff kind of gets weirder and weirder from there um so yeah i guess that's, yeah, that's like the claymation. Every, everyone in the in the the not frame story is claymation 
Yeah. Well, I guess it, it they are represented as claymation in like some uh Cut pictures and they, videos. They look a little they look a little clayish even in their their like animation style. Yeah. I guess it's not literally claymation no. claymation animation. That uh-huh. would be dope. Yeah. But it, the the cutscenes are like actual clay figurines. Yeah, and it has some uh actually even like in well not all the cutscenes, only some cutscenes have actual clay figures. It's only actually a few. It's like when you get yeah, but they're the, the ones that stick out, <laughs> the ones you remember. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There was plenty of memorable stuff that happened when you when he fell off that stage. That was pretty funny. That was you know that was in game. Uh, but I did think okay, he, I, I I wasn't saying those. My point was just that the the actual claymation ones really stick with you. It's like oh, what the sure. fuck is happening? Oh they yeah, are, there was uh, definitely more weird shit going dramatic. on in there. Yes, um, which I feel like is sort of uh, works for claymation. Claymation's kind of uh, mm-hmm. known for. I mean, it has kind of a weird, weird look to it anyway. So yeah, did you ever rewatched Gumby? Man, that I, is a weird show. No, I have not. I don't know if I've ever like straight up watched Gumby. The only the only reference point I really have for Gumby is that like, uh, uh, what was it? SNL spoof of Gumby, Mr. Bill, you know, that one. Oh, Oh no. Vaguely. Mr. Bill. It's like this horrible, <laughs> it's, uh, like spoof. Uh, it's not even stop motion animated. I don't think, I think it's just like, uh, people's hands like in there moving it around anyway. Mr. Bill always gets fucked up and he's made out of like Play-Doh or anyway, this is, this is not, this is not relevant or not particularly <laughs> well, the, relevant. The last bit of uh, the non-frame story that's, a, that's immediately relevant is just that Edwin uh, and another main character, Don are aspiring musicians. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, the biggest uh, like actual game mechanic of the game is these, these rhythm challenges that are uh-huh. very, uh, very akin to like a guitar hero a rock band or something like that uh-huh. although you control your which controller input you want it has um ui for you can do keyboard uh like xbox playstation or apparently it has support for an actual like guitar hero guitar controller yeah which i was i was like damn i wish i had a usb guitar that would be sweet yeah it would be kind of fun to have a USB guitar hero guitar, except for you'd have to like keep it in your house. And people have space well, for that. I mean, that's, that's the downside of uh, all like instrument and dance games. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Is this DDR pad worth the joy you get <laughs> from dancing around in your living room? I mean, I, I do think it would be absolutely incredible to have an actual like arcade DDR pad, like the big metal ones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that would be, if you had like you know, a, a big basement and you could fit that down there, that would be, I want that dope. I want the big Taiko drum. Do you, have you ever seen, uh, like Japanese arcades, the Taiko drum games? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen like pictures of oh, that before. Yeah. Those games are so fun. I would that absolutely would get the, the big ass Taiko drum in my house. That'd be fun. Dude, the, the soft DDR pad just doesn't cut it. It's not nearly as, no no not as clean and responsive we had we had the one that had like a a foam insert that raised it up so it was a little bit more like the uh the real deal yeah yeah, sure yeah but even so uh you know not not really cutting it the 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 sensors on those really didn't weren't up to snuff um anyway that's your uh, arcade peripherals <laughs> minute uh now now back to starstruck you tune so, in next week for uh, time crisis 3 discussion <laughs> <laughs> we should we should talk about the the rhythm game though because you're right it is like the main the core mechanic i would say yeah, yeah it's it's, it's or at least in the prologue it does seem like there's the other main mechanic is uh this sort of like 
arcade mini game where you rampage around the town as a time traveling hand. Yeah. Uh, like narratively, not really clear what is happening here other than that you have to like, uh-huh. this is like a representation of you interfering with the past. Yeah. Which I, um, I did, uh, <laughs> I did actually uh, misspeak earlier. I said there was uh, no character creation and that's why this isn't an RPG, but you, you can customize that hand. You can uh, you can That's adjust true. at the very beginning. You you, you choose the skin the, color, like, the, the skin the, color the and finger the relative girth. thickness uh-huh. of, of the hand and fingers. Uh-huh. And also the, and all the shape, the general shape of the hand, too, which was yeah. uh, uh, some great yeah. hand so customization options. Yeah. <laughs> very deep, uh, deep system that. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious about what your feelings on the uh, the rhythm game were, because I, I think we both played on a, a gamepad. Or I, I at least yeah definitely so I I definitely think that that is the the portion of the game that um yeah definitely feels like I, I have the most to say about uh-huh. um so I originally tried playing it with a, key, a keyboard yeah that sounds because terrible because I sort of thought it might be easier to do a rhythm game with a keyboard just because the thing I was thinking is uh like spatial visually it might be simpler because uh-huh. you know keyboard keys are all in a straight line mm. and I was imagining. A guitar hero thing where the notes are coming down at you oh uh, but in this no. the notes scroll left to right so that did not help it at all it made it much more confusing sure and then um and then i switched to a gamepad and i found that much better uh-huh. uh, the one downside i felt to the the gamepad over the keyboard is it's ri- game pads are not really designed for you to be pl- pushing two buttons at the same time mm. uh, quickly um and so Whenever there was um, two, like you had to do hit two buttons at the same time, then another pair, a different pair of two buttons. Mm-hmm. I felt like th- those switches were really hard to make on a gamepad. I'm not oh, sure if you. Felt when the did same you? Way. When did you ever have to? Did were you on hard mode? Well, I did both modes. I tried them both. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't even try hard mode. I'm like, no, nah, I don't need that. That's you that's, definitely that's have good. to do that even in uh, the regular one, or like switch from three to two. I don't think so. I I, definitely a few, I only a ever few had moments. to hit Y and B uh, at the same time. And that was the only two button combo that I had to do. That that I can remember. There's only two difficulty modes, right? Mm-hmm. I am almost mm-hmm. sure you're just forgetting something. There wasn't very much of it. Like overwhelmingly Y and B was mm-hmm. Oh, you know No, that doesn't make I I think you're wrong. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> po- podcast canceled. Jordan and I have to fight now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You you have your You're opinion and right I have mine. The, there were not very many two notes and the most common one by far was YB. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even YB it sometimes felt like was kind of I don't know. It just seemed like I was sometimes bumping the wrong button on my way there. Yeah, get good, dude. But did you not did you not have this experience? Uh, not really. I I actually really? I kind of liked the rhythm mechanics. I thought for uh, you know, a a you know guitar facsimile that you're playing on a controller i thought it mostly worked pretty well and was actually kind of fun and i felt myself yeah, well, getting a little to better be clear, at it. i also felt like it was fun and found oh. myself getting better oh, okay. i just felt that the uh is the two button mechanics partic- in particular yeah the, whenever it was one button i felt like i could do way more complicated uh and, fa- and faster and like rhythmically complex mm-hmm. sequences on the first try mm-hmm. uh, and it was really only when there were there were twos that sure. I found myself like getting, getting like regularly tripped up. Mm. Um, I was actually surprised at how quickly I was like uh, catching, like catching on to like just the, the sort of core rhythm mechanics. Uh, mm-hmm. The they do a good job of like, 
you know, um, I felt like the 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 mappings they chose um, were sort of natural because you know a gamepad the they're not actually in a in a line, but I felt like they chose a location on the uh, mm. guitar pad that felt intuitive, and yeah. then they're all color differentiated in a you know very clear way. Yeah, I I didn't feel like it was a problem. I mean, partially that is because uh, I. I'm just very used to an Xbox gamepad. It's the gamepad I'm most used to. Sure. Uh, because I've had one plugged into my computer for the last, you know, 10 years. And before, <laughs> and before that, I had it uh, plugged into an actual Xbox. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I did. I liked the rhythm mechanics. I thought the, the whole like lane switching thing to like move up I and like, down the neck of, of the cool guitar too, yeah. at first. I mean, it's a little bit tricky to get. I think when you're like, uh, on the same screen and you're swapping between them. I wish there was a, there was some indication, I guess, uh, the, the problem that I had was that, uh, so as you're, as you're playing, uh, you're playing the, there's like a, a metric or the notes you're, oh, I'm trying to think how to do this. There's like a, where you are supposed to be in time on like the, the, the bar, of the of the song is moving from uh left to right across the screen uh and as you as you like pass and either hit or miss notes um after a certain point the new notes start writing in behind you and once the once the the time bar reaches the right side of the screen it wraps back around to the left side of the screen uh and so when there were uh, yeah it's like scrolling pages rather than like a continuous uh continuous thing yeah pages of notes almost Yeah. yeah and when when there were uh like switches uh of like sliding up and down the neck where which is on the gamepad played by uh either hitting up and down on the d-pad or using up and down on the joystick uh it would when they were like on the same page but you had to f- switch up i found that to be a little bit confusing i feel like I there's too. maybe I, I often it like just it's like it would just not even occur to you yeah that you like when you're something about the the up and down switching you just like assume it should happen on the page breaks yeah uh and so when it happens in the middle of a, a sequence it i got tripped up on that a lot yeah i mean i think it's something that the more you played the game you would definitely get used to but i i also think yeah, there probably there could be a little bit of work done in making that there's like these little signs that are sort of on the edges of the screen that like flash to move when you need to move up or down but they won't actually start flashing and like if it's on the same page they won't actually start flashing until after you hit the note before you have to swap up to the different lane or down to the different lane uh and so i found that it would catch me off guard a lot of the time uh and so i don't know i don't know exactly what you would do and honestly i don't really want to try an armchair design it uh, <laughs> but, but I do think that it, that situation was a little bit confusing, but other than that, uh, I found the, the rhythm game to be like pretty fun. And even the, uh, even the sort of, uh, improvisation mechanic, uh, where in certain parts of the song, you can just kind of like riff and play your own thing. I thought it, when they first had you do it, I was like, Oh, this doesn't sound good at all. But inside of the song, uh, I felt like the way it sort of transposes notes along to be in the key of the song of the backing track as it's playing around you. I thought that worked pretty well yeah, and sounded mm, pretty good. Maybe I'm just bad at improvising. I, I was not a huge fan of that. I also, there's something about, uh, even in guitar hero, I never liked the sort of like there's it's not uh-huh. quite improvisation, but they do have like a freestyle sure. section. I was more of a thing in, uh, in rock band where they rock, would have a section where it's just like go nuts. Yes, exactly. And I always would be like, 
what's the point of this? Yeah. Well, I mean, are <laughs> in, you a rock band? Are you a musical person at all? Uh, I mean, I played violin for nine years. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't but even I'm know a, that. I'm a little bit you. tone deaf though, so I was not very good at it. Yeah, I, I've I, never, uh, I've never thought. And, you- in fact, I, I feel like I should have played drums because I have a pretty good sense of rhythm and a pretty terrible sense of tone. Oh, so, interesting. Like, so like I, uh, I, so that's why I really like rhythm games, uh, rhythm video games because oh. you're not actually don't actually have to have any ability to like match tones oh which is always weird the, the thing i was worse at in uh in music well yeah um, and and furthermore a lot of a lot of games sort of uh i mean in 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 the way that makes sense they sort of transpose concepts of like uh oh you know moving to the right makes the pitch go up and moving to the left makes the pitch sure. go down and like those sort of things uh as i know especially in like guitar hero the uh the uh, charts are sort of uh, uh written in that way that they they try and emulate like oh this is you would actually be moving up the neck of the guitar for this kind of sound um that's interesting though i i can't believe i didn't know that you played i may i probably did know that at some point but i didn't yeah i mean i it. literally like <clears throat> i don't have it i didn't ever have it with me in college or when i lived in utah uh-huh. uh and i didn't do anything with it so it's it's not that strange that you yeah you don't associate well, me with a violin. Yeah, I guess uh, I was just going to say that maybe this will sound mean, but I've never really thought of you as that of uh, as like a musical person because like, you don't you don't no, listen to really. like a I ton did, of music. I played violin. <laughs> I started playing violin because my parents made me play an instrument uh-huh. and I continued <clears throat> with it because I was just friends with all the people. But the, the second that like social institutional attachment disappeared, I just never picked up the violin again. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I think at the level of personality, I'm not a particularly musical person. Okay. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better. I think you're, I I think you're right in your reading. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it was definitely a shot out of left field that I played the violin. <laughs> For sure. I surprised myself. I was like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I guess uh, maybe if you had a little bit more uh, specific, uh, you know, love for music or, uh, you know, a little bit more continued experience with instruments. You might've liked the improvisation a little bit more. It's possible. Yeah. It's, it's possible. It's possible that, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, um, well, so the question I want to know is what, uh-huh. what, uh, what kind of scores were you getting? Uh, Do you remember at like, least your grade? I don't remember my score. I think I got S on one of them and then A or B oh, on the did. rest of them. Damn it. Yeah, I think oh, on the very first one that was like really easy and really short. The one that where it's oh, like I should have gone back to that one because I did that on the keyboard the first time. Ah, I see. I'm, I probably could have pulled an S. I got A on a few and then B on a few. It was kind of split between A and B. Sure. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of how mine went as well. Yeah, but I did I did uh, replay the last I think three songs on mm. hard. Um, how did you replay I was them? Able to, was that an option? Uh, well, if you just go back to the well, so oh sure, the the level select you can just redo the levels, and gotcha. when you go back, the level is segmented into sections, so you don't have to redo the whole level. Oh, but really? it, it was I I did uh, find myself wanting a literal like quick play mode like Guitar Hero. Sure, you, it's just literally the song because yeah, cause for some of the the levels it's like segmented where you have to watch a like one minute cutscene. Sure, and then after the song, there's an, a one minute cutscene that you can't skip yeah it's like i want to just be able to play the song itself but um but but for the most part you can basically just replay them Hmm. and uh yeah so i did them on hard and i got bad grades but i was able to pass them without failing i got a c i think on everyone i tried maybe i got a b on one of them yeah nice yeah uh well we should probably spend some time talking about the the parts of the game that aren't the rhythm mechanics uh because there is like 
Okay, so you've got the frame story, which is basically your first person sitting in a space station chair in front of a computer. Uh, and Jordan mentioned level select, which it's not quite presented as that. It's presented as, like you have this little AI companion who's like this sort of goofy yeah. little character. And they present you with a, an executable file that says neighborhood.exe. And it's like, all right, we're coming back to save the future. Uh, and apparently this starts at a p- pivotal moment with a pivotal character who's the main character edwin so you so you click on this executable and you go into it and you're like a little uh, i guess you're not a little kid you're like a teenager or a preteen maybe uh in i guess teenager is the was the vibe i got in this little like suburban town uh and it's you can just kind of walk around you got your buddy following you around you walk around talk to people there's some weird stuff going on that's just unexplained there's some easter eggs Oh yeah, what's what was the what's the Easter egg you found? Did you did you find the the secret song? No, I I saw it mentioned when I beat the game, but I did not find the secret song. Yeah, so you basically so if you sign up for the mailing list, they give you the hint. The other way to get the hint is to find all the trash cans. Oh. Um, I did. Do you remember at one point? So if you try to open a trash can, your character will say, no matter which character you are, will say something effective like, "That's a trash can. I'm not going to look in there." Mm-hmm. If you do it again. There'll be a little prompt that's like, little did they know, uh, there was something if you good if you found all the trash cans or something weird like that. Huh. Uh, and then the hint is uh, run straight into the door of the shed on the south side of town for 30 seconds. Wow. And so if you do that, there, there will be a secret song in there. Huh. Was it any good? Uh, I would say it was not the best song, but better than the 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 mean song. Of, the mean uh, the one? Game. No, better than like the average song. I oh, oh. <laughs> I see what you. It mean. It was above the median of the songs. I was like, which of the songs was mean? No, 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 median. Uh, so yeah, you're just kind of like wandering around, and there's a bunch of text boxes. It kind of has like a sort of like a earthbound i guess i think is kind of the inspiration point would would be my mm. guess it's like colorful and uh kind of weird sure. um and uh lots of kids and also like uh a, a i mean postman. it sort of looks like you're you're like toys yeah right like well so that's that's yeah. an interesting thing that i'm glad you brought up because we talked about how the characters are claymation and i was going to mention that and actually, they are meaning because the thing blocking your entrance so the first challenge you have uh-huh. uh like this is the reason you you go into hand mode is because uh, Edwin is blocked from getting to the the place where he's supposed to play the concert by a fence and a bully in front of it and yeah. there's some nails to the side that you can hammer down to uh, get him in and they're just like like nail well, size so nails, so this is this is what I was like this small is, relative to them this is what I was getting at is that they're so you're supposed to be a little clay figure uh, yeah. And if you look at the character models closely, like in the in the cutscenes, they have like thumbprint texture on them. What I thought, which I thought was a really nice touch, because if you've ever done mm. a lot of like clay, played with clay oh, a lot, sure, uh, yeah. you'll you'll you know your thumbprint will get left in stuff you sculpt. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, some of the houses and things around the town are like clearly real world size and big with respect to your relative to the hand. Yeah. Yeah. With your little clay guy, like the, I don't know if you noticed some of the fences are made out of like popsicle sticks or tongue depressors as some people might know them. Mm -hmm. And Uh, there's a watermelon that's just gigantic. Yeah. A big watermelon. (laughs) There's uh, some of the houses are implied to be made out of cardboard. The thing I had the issue with is that the police station is, is that it's not consistent. Uh, And maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe later on in the game, this was a hang up for you. 
Well, yeah, because I'm like, later on in the game, maybe it'll come into play that like, oh, some of this stuff is real and some of it isn't. But like, some of the buildings just looked like normal life-size buildings and then other things were implying like, oh, this is small and handmade and like, uh, actually. Well, I mean, the, the normal life-size looking ones could plausibly be interpreted as like a dollhouse or something, right? Like they, mm. they look life-size. I, I suppose they, they could be, but I was, I was a little bit confused aesthetically by this game because I felt at times it wanted to be like, oh, everything here is like made out of handmade stuff. And then at other times it just looked normal. Uh, and so I was a little like, there's, there's parts where your, your character is playing like a guitar. That's just a piece of cardboard with like some yarn tape to it. And it's very clear <laughs> that that's what it is, but then it works like a normal guitar. So I, I'm, I'm well, there's sometimes your character, remember Dawn when she's in yeah. prison, she addresses that. She's yeah. like, this is a piece of cardboard, but then it's still work <laughs> anyway. But then at other times they're just playing like a real guitar. So I was, I'm a little bit confused by that. I'm curious if like in the full game that'll get, that'll yeah. end up having some meaning uh i did it did leave me a little bit confused and like all right if you're gonna go for the the like handmade aesthetic then be be consistent about it otherwise it's just kind of like confusing and makes it feel a little i don't know in incomplete maybe or uh not fully realized i guess hmm. uh i you know i didn't really notice the the like 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 jarring realism from any any game objects maybe like the trees i guess kind of like don't well look, like i the, think the natural surroundings so don't I, so i think the thing i had ish i think the thing i had the uh the, the reason why I, I kind of felt that it was a little bit of a problem is that uh when you go into hand mode which we've talked about a few times which is the sort of third mode that this game operates in you're coming into the world of uh edwin and his friends but as just like a giant realistic human hand walking around <laughs> on its fingers smashing yeah, a like master shit. hand from from uh yeah. super smash bros yeah sure <laughs> like many uh, a a video game boss that's just a hand floating in space or a face <laughs> with two hands floating around uh classic and so in in that context it's like okay well is this world miniature uh, it's also implied like when you're floating in space, you're not looking at an actual planet. It's, it's literally a globe, it's a globe. like yeah. on the stand, a globe. Uh, and so I'm like, not really sure if the game, I, I guess I'm just not sure how this all adds up. You know what I mean? Uh, and maybe it's just supposed to be like kind of weird and goofy and don't pay attention. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I'm will not, say, I wasn't certain. Well, so, you know, it, it remains to be seen if it will be, you know, the degree to which that will be an explicit discussion in the game, uh -huh. you know, in, the, in the full game. But it does seem like the narrative, uh, as we're, you know, the, as much as we're given it uh, in in this prologue, uh, is kind of about them being like toys or figurines or something. Because mm -hmm. the the thing that your your uh, virtual assistant tells you uh, is the cause of the end of the world is the mold. And then it's uh it starts to be implied that like um the the thing that m maybe is the mold is like this demon or evil spirit or something that like turns people into into statues like they become molds well and then you have you have this weird vision where you're talking to a version of yourself that's uh, a snake eating its own tail that's uh -huh. been made out of the clay of your clay figurine uh, smushed together. That's when mm -hmm. the game really is just like, yeah, goes that's, off the deep that's, end. That's like, where this, uh, that's where this prologue sort of ends is on this trippy dream sequence. 
but in that one, it, you know, the the fact that it is like, like you have been, your clay has been mushed into another shape. Uh-huh. It, it does seem to be like, like implying that that's not just a, you know, an aesthetic, but the, 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 it has some bearing on the, the world, even if in some surreal way, but yeah, that's, that's kind of why I was like, I was just a little bit confused by it in this. I, my guess is that they're going to be doing something with that or there's, there's some sort of reason there, but I'll be curious to see. But my interpretation of like the mold is there's a lot of characters talking about like, you know, trying to fit in. So sort of Edwin is this yeah. character who like, he when wants to make music. The mold. Yeah. Edwin, Edwin <laughs> wants to, uh, he's like, makes this weird music that people don't really like. And then, uh, what was the, what was the girl's name? Dawn. Dawn makes this music that everyone seems to like. She's more popular and more established. And so Edwin's like, oh, I want to become like her. So then when the, you know, Ouroboros clay snake is like, <laughs> ah, you've got to, you got to succumb to the mold, man. You got to do what people want. And he, or, or he's like, I want to do what people want. And the snakes, man, like, Hey man, that's a, that's a dangerous road. I sort of thought of the mold as like, you know, people yeah, trying like to, yourself. people trying to yeah. fit in, you know? Um, yeah except they're literal you know yeah <laughs> literal yeah there's some and some somehow literal. causes the end of the world yeah which uh remains to be seen in the in the final game um oh one thing i did want to say uh i don't really have much like i don't have many thoughts about this but i just thought it was worth mentioning uh um they came to my mind when you were talking about dawn mm-hmm. uh, and her relationship with her mother <laughs> so dawn's mom is the cop uh-huh. and like she's this crazy it's like she walks in and she has like this comically accentuated uh like (laughs) body shape i was curious if you were gonna bring that up too her hips moving in like in insane distance with each step uh and i was just like what is the point of this like weirdly sensual cop mom yeah like Uh, she's got (laughs) a a very large uh butt and very large (laughs) bosom uh and she like <laughs> the way she walks she like swishes back and then her mouth is just like uh it's like her head's well, she, chopped and in she half does, like, and it the, just flaps like, like this like the charlie brown adult like, yeah that's adults the trombone wah, 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 wah. the trombone where you move the mute on and off yeah fun fact that's that's how they make that they have a trombone yeah oh, so it's I a you, you move the slide and you pull the uh the mute on and off so you go wah 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 uh anyway I'm, I'm i'm pantomiming it here but you can't see uh, oh, you don't actually have a trombone with you? Oh. No, no, not on me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another like kind of weird inconsistency is like her parents look all weird, but earlier you can see Edwin's parents and uh, the, the sound oh, yeah, that they normal. make. Well, there, so there's some here, here's a, here's my other, this is one that I'm like, th- this one made me sad. I have, I have a, a little bit of a bone to pick with this game with the sound design, Jordan. Uh Oh, okay. I was going to bring up, do you mean the sound that the, the kids make when they talk? Yeah. So, well, the sound that everyone makes when they talk other than the police mom, but the, That's so yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if there, this is like the term for it, but I usually call it uh, like babble, uh, which is uh, in a game. Yeah. We've talked about it before when I've uh, been really fond of the, the babble use in a game, but it's like when a game where, uh, where the text is the primary mode of conveying uh, voice when you can't afford like actual voiceover, uh, then mm-hmm. you just have some sort of uh, sound uh, that you can change per character so that it sort of like makes each character sound to sync and, and does add some sound to the, 
the words that you are reading that they're sort of implied for them to be saying. Uh, and in this game, it's like people just saying regular stuff, but kind of like chopped up. Uh, yeah, and I think like yeah. randomly because, but like the number of times I heard a real life full word, of a real world. So it, it makes it hard to read the text. No, it's really distracting. It's like, because your brain is, it's, it's close enough to real sound. Uh-huh. Your brain tries to process it as a word. Well, there were like, times when even, I, there's even portions of words, like when the German, Oh, you might not have seen this because it was in the, the bonus part. Uh-huh. The one of the, like the drummer or something is German and he's uh-huh. got like a German accent. And uh-huh. one of the words he just says in his babble is German. Yeah. <laughs> the word German. Well, and you can like, you can make it out. It's like uh-huh. a word. Uh-huh. And it, it, it's very confusing. Well, Don had a similar thing where you could hear, I think it was the word sugar and you could just hear the whole word. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. uh, it's interesting <laughs> because uh, uh, most Babel systems don't have any actual words. They're sort of like, burr, 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 burr. but uh, yeah. there's actually, um, I watched this <laughs> surprisingly detailed video. I think Polygon did it uh, about the Babel in uh, animal crossing and how it's developed but that one that one's interesting because they basically do like text to speech of the actual words and then speed it up and uh warp it so like every once in a while you'll hear an actual word but it's a word that's actually in the dialogue that you're reading so wait so they voice act the whole thing and then just gobble so it's not it's not voice acting it's like text to speech Ah, it's really weird if you you can listen to it slowed down and it's weird because some words you'll be like oh that's that word but they say it really weird it's it's odd i I should i should find the video and send it to you but um no i found it so distracting in this game i i just had to try and tune it out uh because it's like when i was hearing real words from a real person but just like out of order and jumbled up it was like this is this is weird this is really distracting You know what it sounded like to me? What's that? It sounded like what English, what I imagine English would sound like to someone who doesn't speak English. Oh, I see. Like, like the, the sounds are right, but the uh-huh. words are off. And you, and you recognize, like you, you recognize a word every now and again. You're like, oh, that's a yeah, real exactly. word. Like someone that, you know, has been around English speakers, but has, doesn't speak it fluently. Uh-huh. That's what I imagine the experience is like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely like kind of jarring and. One thing, so what I was going to mention is that, uh, it, from my impression, uh, sort of Don, uh, your Zach, who's like the main character's friend, and then Edwin, who's the main character, those three are, are voice acted. I think I'm, from what I could tell, I know Don for sure because I saw in the credits, um, but they're like voice acted, and then it's like whatever those voice actors said, chop it up, whatever. But sure. the uh, Edwin's parents in the house are just like, old recordings of people talking uh like one of them sounded like i heard the word president in it and it was like sounded like it was from the 60s or 70s just kind of like older quality Uh sound uh and i was just like what what is going on this is open source news recordings from 1964 seriously something something like that exactly yeah that's what that's what my thought was like here's a presidential speech that we (laughs) chopped up but yeah that i did find that pretty distracting uh in yeah. in the game i mean i got over it i, I guess near but. near the end i started to be able to experience it as Babel, but it definitely yeah even then it was like every now and then you're like i would just like find that i had not read 
you know, like I'm reading uh-huh. the text and then be like, oh, my brain didn't process any of that text because I was focusing on what was, yeah, was being like, quote unquote said. If you're one of those people that can uh, read words and listen to words at the same time and understand both or neither or one or the other. I uh, cannot do both. I have to. Yeah. And I find it really hard to focus on reading when someone is talking. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, that was that was coming into play sometimes. In the, yeah. In have the you ever met someone game. who can do both? It's crazy. Um, pro- like, I feel like Katie kind of can, but yeah, not I was, like, at, not, I was gonna, true, like, I, was, I, I am like pathologically bad at multitasking. So uh-huh. I, a, any level of multitask, uh, presents as yeah. unbelievably magical to me. Same to but, me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you mentioned Katie, uh, Megan can, uh, read and listen to, or can write, uh, words for her job and listen to a podcast at the same time <laughs> absolutely and i'm, and I'm just like no i'm like that. what I'm like, i the- i could not do the most i so if i'm like working out or like doing manual labor that's uh-huh. repetitive then totally i would love to listen to a podcast but uh-huh. no if i need to be doing like verbal processing uh-uh, yeah no, no way, way. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way like i can't i can't even write code when i'm listening to a podcast because even though it's like you're not really writing like I'm not writing prose, right? I'm just, yeah, uh, it's, I'm, like I'm, language, it's a lot of curly really. braces and stuff. Like I just can't, fo- I can't focus on the podcast or the coding at the same, like at the same time. Yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. I think um, it has to do with like syntax. It's like anything that has a syntax to it is too. Yeah. You can't like hold like chains of ideas in your head. Sure. Sure. Anyway, that's a nice little um, aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little side note there. Um, okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you, uh-huh. favorite song. Oh, favorite you have song. Well, okay. I'm glad you uh, you asked. I don't. I, don't I can pose it two ways: favorite song, like qua song, and maybe favorite one to play. Oh, the um, rhythm mechanics. I would say maybe for both uh, the one Dawn sang when she was in prison, uh, mostly because mm. I was surprised at the quality of the voice actor's voice. I agree, uh, and that's why my favorite song to listen to was "When You Break the Mold," the one she plays in the concert. Uh, oh, I she's see. a good singer. She has a very good voice, and I, I guess yeah. I I shouldn't be surprised by that. But I feel like, especially uh, with the kind of games we normally play, uh, first of all, the music—if they have original music—that's like a plus. If the original music has words, that's like I don't even know if we've we've had that more than once or twice. Uh, and that the singing is actually good. I was like, wow, this, this, yeah. this person can actually really sing. Sing. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, who she kind of sounded like to me? Who's that? Uh, Adina Menzel. I was going to say she had a, a very, she had a very a Broadway bit. style. Yeah. yeah of maybe singing. that's what it was. It, she had a very Broadway style of singing. Yeah. Um, but I, I also thought the general like song composition was pretty, was pretty good. The production was definitely mm-hmm. a little bit like, you know, I have garage band uh, and this is what I've got. Sure. We, we obviously can't hire like a real session drummer or maybe they can and they just haven't done so yet. Um, but yeah, overall the like compositionally, I thought the music was more enjoyable than expected. Uh, and yeah, yeah her, her I voice, I, I did uh, make sure to write down in the credits. Elsie Lovelock is the name of the voice hmm. actor for both the singing and the talking for Don. Uh, so I made sure to write that down because yeah, I was like, wow, that's a, that's some good singing. Not what I expected from this like zany little game that we're playing. Oh, she's like an actual voice actress. She has an IMDb page. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, you can make your own, you can make an IMDb page for yourself. Oh yeah. There's, <laughs> there was a, who was it? It was someone I knew. It was like, 
someone had gone to high school with this guy who was in like a local commercial and he had made his own IMDb page and wrote this like huge long bot. It was like clearly written by him of just like uh, so-and-so got a love for acting at the age of four when he starred in a local production of such and such. And it's like, <laughs> and then it's like credited as like this commercial that when you click on it, it's like, there's nothing else here. Uh, very, very funny. Uh, so you can just make your own IMDb page. So maybe, I mean, that that being said this did seem like a a real voice actor (laughs) yeah 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 she she does like she has like a website and does like sell her her services commercially wow it is like yeah yeah. good for her a real deal um so my i think my favorite was when you break the mold or break the mold or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. uh like um on its own terms but my favorite one to play was the one where you're like dueling the piano statue man uh, I don't know. I just oh, found that sure. one that one like a fun, fun rhythm challenge. Like it, the the sort of like back and forth where it's like he'll play something and then you kind of have to repeat it. I thought it was fun. It, it sort of reminded me of a uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia in uh, Guitar Hero Three. Don't know if you ever played that. But oh yeah, of it's, course. It's who, like could, the, who could forget? It's that? like the conclusion. Yeah, you have to like duel the devil. Uh huh. Yeah, that's uh, a fun one. And it has a, a similar sort of like back and forth structure. It's it's fun as a rhythm game. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. I thought uh, I think because that song and then the one where Don is in the jail cell are like they're I think they're the last two songs. There might be another one in there. Oh yeah, because you have to play music for that frog. Um, yeah, but, but the frog is like barely a song. Yeah, it's, it's really like, short. But I I found those two to be the most engaging to play just because I, I think they've like you've warmed up a little bit. You've gotten used to the mechanics. So they're, they hit you with stuff. That's a little bit more difficult. And yeah, I thought, I thought both of those were, were pretty fun. I agree. Um, Oh, one thing I just wanted to mention about the hard mode. Uh, Mm. so it switches out the Y button or, or no, the X button Mm. or the right trigger, Mm. which I was curious why they would have different button mappings in Mm -hmm. the harder mode. I guess maybe because just like, uh, to make it so you're, you don't have to travel, like you can have two fingers involved. Yeah. That would be my guess is so that it's easier to, to do like uh, chord combos where you're playing two buttons at the same time. Although I, I was, um, I found it easier, uh, even in normal mode to have my hand on top of the controller rather than holding it normally. Uh, wow. Because then you can be using your, yeah, like, poking basically because then you can use your pointer huh. and middle finger instead of trying to just use your thumb for everything yeah i didn't i didn't get it i i, I don't know that i can go with you on this uh i'm yeah I'm, i just i don't know why i found it really hard to press two buttons at the same time with my thumb i guess you're I just uh, not as difficult. coordinated as me well dude i just maybe my thumb's not as coordinated as you but my pointer finger and my middle finger <laughs> oh my okay. middle finger is very all athletic. right uh, sorry i didn't know we were we were distinguishing fingers okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, did you have anything uh, else you wanted to say about this here video game? Uh, no, I, I mean, maybe just to sum up that this is a incredibly original game. Sure. Uh, and I, I'll be curious to um, check out the rest of it. I really like rhythm games, so uh, I think it's one I have a high likelihood of of uh, revisiting, although it may be, it may be a minute before it uh, releases. won't be until next year, but yeah. That's that's all I had. Um, I guess if we're done, then we can talk about our game for next week. So next week, we'll be playing a game called Horde. 
um, by uh, Blast, that's uh, spelt with elite speak, four for A, uh, <laughs> on, on itch. Um, so Horde uh, is a game where you control a zombie horde, uh, and it's got the sort of like selling point is it's got um, like some fairly elaborate physics to the, the sort of motion of your zombie horde. And so you, you kind of like undulate around. Uh, it sort of reminds me visually of like World War Z, something mm. like that. It looks like um, so it, it kind of reminds me of Pikmin. You got a bunch of them and they're oh, kind of scrambling sure, like, around in a big cluster. Yeah, that's actually a better point of reference because, you know, it's a video game. <laughs> um, but it seems super fun. So we'll be playing that uh, next week. Zombie Horde. Horde the game. Uh, if that's something you're interested in listening to us talk about and or playing, uh, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, that's where we tweet out uh, all the new episodes as well as just general podcast updates. And um, we tweet out links to uh, all the games we play as well as uh, the Twitter handles of their creators. So if you want to be a part of that um, that conversation, get those updates, um, be, be sure to follow us at EdgeGuardCast. Um, and then also if you have a recommendation for a, a game that you found on itch, uh, or, or somewhere else that seems like a kind of diamond in the rough that would fit uh, fit the podcast. We'd love to hear it. Um, we're always looking for, for uh, games to talk about on the podcast. So uh, follow us on Twitter, um, at Edgeyardcast, uh, Horde next week, and we will talk to you then. Mm-hmm.